Hello, family. Happy Friday. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming back to the New Way Real Talk podcast. Tonight, I will be your host. Yes, sir. Mr. Eric. And I will be uh, joined with, I mean, I will have uh, Mr. Raymond joining yep, me. I'm co hosting today, man. I'm. I'm, I'm still here, but I'm just on this side of the uh, mic today. So. Yeah, he wanted to take it's it fun. easy. Right. So he put it all on me. That's <laughs> Almost it. at all. And uh, we have a special guest joining us. She'll be calling in. Uh, Miss. We have Miss Jasmine, or, you know, Jazz, a very near and dear friend, childhood friend of mine. Um, actually, she knows me and Raymond. Uh, right. Let me see. Do, do we have her? They're a high school. They're a high school. We have to go ahead and queue her up now. All right. So, Jazz, we're going to go ahead and queue you up. All right. Jazz, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we hear you just fine. All right. So uh, if you will, go ahead and tell the people, you know, just who you are, a little bit about yourself, and just let them know about what, oh, <laughs> look, I'm still getting used to hosting. Let me tell you what this, this show is about. All right. So um, the title is, what is the, all right, Young, Black, and a Boss. So yes, we're going to make this about entrepreneurship, investing, just pretty much stepping out of uh, the workhorse mentality. And creating more options for ourselves, creating generational wealth, you know. So, um, all right, now back to Jasmine. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can. All right, now I can hear you. You tell the people a little bit about yourself and what it is that you're doing. Hello, people. I am Jazz Whitehurst on Instagram. You may know me as Jazz Hair, Jazz Whitehurst on Facebook. But anyway, I am. Me, I'm Jazz. I own Jazz Hair. Um, I'm a hairstylist. Actually, currently I'm doing hair right now. So if y'all hear a little noise in the background, please forgive me. We're on the hustle at this moment. And then um, I also own Pizazz. Pizazz is my boutique. Um, we started out with shoes, but I definitely have more inventory coming in. So I'm so excited. Um, and I'm glad to be here. I feel honored that you guys, you know, I thought about you, girl. I appreciate that. You know, hey. um, I, I'm excited to be here. So that's all I have to say. Well, and I'm we, about the latest client. I'm going to post that so y'all can see that. Okay. Yeah, so. send us a picture so we can tag it on uh, We can tag it on the Facebook page, New Way. So if y'all want to see all y'all, ladies and gentlemen, who listening to the live uh, podcast, if y'all want to see where Jazz is cooking up over there, y'all got to go over to the New Wave uh, Real Talk page and take a look at her finished product. Please do, please do. Uh, okay, so Jazz, since we're talking about um, entrepreneurship and investing, let's start out with the, with the, with the beginning, right? So uh, let's start with like some of the beginning steps of you becoming an entrepreneur. So like, um, what fears did you have about becoming an entrepreneur? Just stepping out on that leap of faith. The fear is exactly that. Just stepping out, just saying, I'm not clocking in for nobody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do this for myself. going to figure this out. I believe in me. That's the number one thing is I believe in me. You know, I can make that happen. This is going to happen regardless. Failure is not an option, you know. Okay. But the fear is just like, you know, if you quit your job and you decide, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to work for me. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about, am I still going to get these bills paid? Right. You know, is this money going to flow like it's flowing? Because see that clocking in, 
you already know if I do this many hours, I'm gonna get this much money. My bill's gonna be this much. It's a lot more security in that. It takes a lot more to actually step out and say, I can do this. You know, I can figure it out. And I just chose to believe in myself. I know with hair, um, I had been doing hair, you know, even when we was in high school. Right, right. But I never thought about it as, okay, this is what I'm going to do for a living. I went to Albany State um, to, and I started in nursing, but I never went to class. Facts. I mean, I just never went to class. And the reason being is because I was always booked, even before when they went out to like go to the clubs. Because I'm not a big like club person, mm-hmm. but um, when they would go out before the clubs, they would stop at my room to get their hair done. So I would much rather get this check right now right. instead of sitting in, you know, what I'm saying psychology. This right. wasn't gonna happen. Going in debt so, for the possibility. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was once I realized, you know this is how it is. I was literally taking care of myself doing that. I was like, I can do this. This is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. This can work. Like, so I left Albany State, went to beauty school and that was all she wrote. I love it. And so, yeah, as far as being a hairstylist, recently I just launched my boutique June 1st. um, Recently I thought about that because, you know, fashion, beauty, all of those things kind of tie in. I have my own style. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a girly girl, and this speaks to the women like me. You know what I mean? I like glitz. I like glam. This speaks to those types of women. Um, and it wasn't all about just selling something. You know, right. some people get, I found me a vendor, and I'm going to just, you know, I'm just going to sell these. I'm just going to sell that. It really is near and dear to me. Like, I really think about it. I really think about new stuff. I'm excited to expand is those types of things. So right now, you know, I'm taking in invoices and I'm putting my hand on products. But where I see it is me not touching any of that. You know what I mean? And it's still circulating. So we're working. We're working. But it's all about, it's the faith. You know, it's the faith. The hard part was just the uncertainty of your your finances. Yeah. Just making sure you're going to come, you know, that part of it is like, it's it's scary. Yeah, yeah. It's very scary. But, Believe in you and trust God because I feel like I'm doing what he wanted me to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I felt like because of that, I can't really fail. It's going to be scary, but I can just keep pushing. I'll be all right. And so far, that has worked out for me. That's, That's what we're doing. That's beautiful. You actually said something that um I wanted to highlight when you're talking about just taking that risk. And I think a lot of people don't understand that uh it's just as risky working for, you know, an employer because you're pretty much hoping that what they can do, like that risk that they stepped out on, that faith that they stepped out on, you know, we're hoping that they're going to be able to continue to replicate that. But we're putting, you know, the same risk that they put in ourselves, we're putting, you know what I'm saying, we could put into ourselves. And the thing is, we're kind of like the passenger or the backs in the backseat rather than taking control of that wheel ourselves. You know what I mean? But if that driver steers off course for whatever reason, then we're going to face the same consequences regardless. Like, people get fired. I mean, coronavirus is, like, a primary example, you know what I mean, where people had faith in that job, and they had where the, the person was, you know, steering their car for them, and then when everything went left, they were the ones that, you know what I'm saying, they were in the wreck just the same as they would have been had they just taken the risk for the, on, on on their own, you know what I mean? And uh, I think that's beautiful that you stepped out on that. But you, you pretty much answered, like, half the questions I was going to ask you, girl. 
But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I so, mean, listen. Look, so, look, let me ask you this, though. So, what do you, aside from stepping out on your own faith, right, what attributes mm-hmm. about yourself did you have to brush up on, like, kind of polish a little bit in order to become a successful entrepreneur? So, like, what oh, were some of the, the, the bad traits, I guess you could say? You know what I mean? That you had Everything. To I got a list. <laughs> it was about, <laughs> for real, you know, like, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. So, my, I guess my biggest one is my time management because I'd be late. Probably going to be late <laughs> to my own funeral, like, late. So You're late I'm to like, the party I a lot. Do, yeah, you know, you know. You already <laughs> know I'm coming in late, and it's not fashionably. So, the, <laughs> the thing is, when it comes to my business, like, I can't do that. Time is money, and people value their time. And if you come in late or you don't, you know, you don't say, hey, it's at 5 o'clock, this is what we're going to do. And then at 5 o'clock, you're not there. You know, that makes them feel like I, you don't you don't care about my time and that it's all about you. Right. And it's not. So people, even if you provide, I feel like, you know, I know I do great here. Right. But someone they would book with someone who has better customer service versus exactly. someone with a better product just because customer service is that important yeah so mm-hmm. me knowing that 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 was my biggest thing and i feel like i slipped from time to time but it's definitely a whole lot better because i had to make myself work on it you know i made myself work on that one that's my worst one okay. um let's see everything else i'm not really I'm trying to think. That was my main thing, y'all, for real. The time management okay. as far as the business. Oh, um, okay. I will say, I can also say just being a lot more responsible with money. Because yes. that the yeah. money that yeah. you do make from your business, you do have to put that back in there. You do have to map out things. You do have to, like, in, in order to map out things, you have to have that money in place. Or you have to know that revenue is going to be in place to keep that going. So you can't just, you know, I could make money from the boutique, but I can't spend it all. You know, I'm just going right. to ball out on that. Like, that's not happening or right. it's not going to keep running. You literally have to take a portion of that uh, and put that right back into your business until it gets to where it needs to be. So that takes a lot of discipline. Yeah. A lot of discipline. Yeah. Um, but those things is what, you know, that will be what, what I needed to work on. And, and I, like, I feel like I've done a lot better. Yeah, and I like that you mentioned that because that actually speaks on just understanding, you know, being an entrepreneur or an investor is not about greed. It's not about being greedy. It's about understanding how to reinvest, how to put your employees first, you know what I mean, how to put the business first, you know, stepping outside of yourself. Um, so this is, a, you know, a question. This question is off the cuff. I didn't uh, prep you with this one, but <laughs> so – what about support? Like, what kind of support did you have when you brought the idea, if you brought the idea to other people, you know what I mean, in the beginning phases of, okay, hey, I'm writing this out. I think I want to start my own business, whether it's, you know, doing the hair or starting the pizzazz line. Like, what what, what was that like for you? Yeah, so um, now as far as my hair, I have, you know, you know, Eric, so I like you don't know. I know, but they so don't know. Mama. I know you, but they don't know you like I know you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so my mama, um, my mom, my sisters, that's my little tight-knit family. So I have been doing hair since I was nine. I've been getting paid for it since I was 15. But so I have two younger sisters on my mom's side that lived with me. Um, and so they were my guinea pigs. You know, all my... 
all the thoughts I had or the ideas I had, it's like, okay, let me try it on you. And my mama was very supportive. She's still very supportive. You know, she just, you know, that's what you want to do. Be the best at it. So if not, you know how your kid can paint you something. And so I'm just going to be blunt because that's who I am. And it's just like, it's cute. It's sweet because it's, it's from a kid. Right. But it's not like the perfect drawing. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. But because it's cut from a kid, you're like, oh, that's great. That's good. Like, not my mama. If it was bad, <laughs> if it was bad, Give it, to it was straight. like, yeah, you need to tighten that up. Or right. you need to, you know, but that's in, healthy. in a loving way. It's, yeah, not it, even yeah. like, yeah, it was in a loving way. It wasn't like, you know, that's terrible. And yeah. that made me go hard. Like, okay, I ain't slacking. You're right. I do need to speed up on that. And I did. all Everything that, you know, when she, she gave me that realness, Mm-hmm. That's a lot of why I am the person I am, but that's the truth. That was where my support came. That's where it all started, and just me perfecting it and having that type of passion. Um, and as far as the pizzazz, and then let me go back to the support of the hair. Go ahead, my go ahead. clients, my clients. I I got started then, you know, mm-hmm. with my family initially, but like I said, I decided I was just gonna do this full time. And even the people that wanted to book, the people that were just around me, other stylists, like, all of that is support as well. Right. So that was, like, that keeps you going, too, in it. Like, I really appreciate my clients. They're, like, the best ever. All my clients and my clientele. Um, and the, just people I met along the way. So I, I will honestly say that, too. As far as my shoes, the same thing. <laughs> same as that thing. My family is my support and that's just what it is i do have support i'm not gonna say i came from a rich family because i most definitely didn't but support in the same apartments me, I, I know exactly you know what i mean same <laughs> apartment we ain't gonna we ain't gonna put it on like that right but what i'm saying is support doesn't necessarily mean money right mm-hmm. you know what i mean support doesn't mean doesn't just only mean that Support can be sharing a post. Support can be just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and in some cases it's more important than money. Yeah, it's way it's way more important than money sometimes. And it's just kind of like that's what it is. So that was my support. Just my family said to say keep going. The mm. money, all of that is going to come with you if you're consistent. That's the word of the day with a business is consistency. And if you're, it's, it's going to happen, the money and all of that, but that support definitely does make a difference. Definitely. It definitely does. Definitely. So I'm blessed to have had that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, wow. That was, that was beautiful. Um, so <laughs> let, let me ask you this question before we go to, uh, to, to break. So what was like that epiphanizing, like aha moment where you realize like, Hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, Fuck all this working for somebody else. Fuck clocking in. Fuck all that. I'm about to step out and do like. Can you can you just tell us about that moment for you? When I realized that I was making more money doing what I do versus clocking in, and my first moment to step out on faith as far as chasing my dream was a moment me in college, you know, and just taking care of myself. And you know, I finished like high school, you know, honors. Right. I was on point. You know, that was my thing. So of course when you you do well in school, they're like, Well you should go to college. You should do this. So I never even thought about a trade or doing anything less 
or any of that. So once I actually went to school, you know, and saw the campus and, and saw that it could flourish just off of my trade, off of my talent, it was like, why not? So that was my first thought to, to take that step. And that's why I went to beauty school. And then once I complete, I stopped just talking in completely was mm-hmm. when I was working at a call center and I got fired from that call center. I never got fired from a job before that. <laughs> For real, I got fired from that call center because I had clients all the way up and through there. Call center is mostly women, mm-hmm. you know, so that was easy. And then I just promoted myself and I would come to work late every day. I didn't do their hair late. I would do it early in the morning. We had to be to work at 10 and I'm coming in late and they strict about, you know, attendance and the time and all that. So right. I got fired. I didn't even make it out of training good, honey. But I knew after that, I was like, yeah, let's just do this. Right. You worse <laughs> than when I was this. at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. I could care less because what I was doing was better. It was more beneficial. This mm-hmm. was That was just a platform to get what I needed, but right. I could care less at that point. And so I decided to work for myself. Okay. Okay. So, um, on that note, we're gonna go ahead and hit mm-hmm. the commercial break. Uh, just because we want we want to keep you within your time that you that you've allotted us that you've graced us with. So, um, Jazz, if you just hold on for one minute, we're gonna go to yeah. commercial. Welcome back to the New Wave Real Talk podcast, and this is Eric. <laughs> 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 I need to make my voice deeper for that. That boy trying to match. That boy trying to match that energy. Trying to match that energy. You're doing a good let job. Me see, man. Let me see. Let me see. Welcome back to the New Wave Real Talk Podcast. <laughs> I've been your host, Eric, and we're going <laughs> to go back to our guest, Miss Jazz Whitehurst. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. All right, so Jazz, um, next thing I wanted to ask you were like, what are your goals? You've already kind of touched on it as far as saying it's, it's about more than just the money, but uh, mm-hmm. what are your goals as an entrepreneur, whether it's you know, solely just the hair, solely just pizzazz, or just a culmination of the two. What are your goals as an entrepreneur right now? My goal as an entrepreneur is to have them seven sources of income so where I don't have to worry about a thing, mm. honestly. Have that wealth where it's like my kids, my grandkids, everybody is going to be straight. That kind of wealth. That wealth that us, you know, as black people, yeah. We don't get to enjoy as much, to right. be quite honest. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that, that head start like our counterparts, and we deserve it. So that's what I'm kind of, if I can do that, I would be happy. I would feel like I fulfill my purpose. I feel like, like, girl, you did that. That's how I would feel, like, you know? That's, so that's, that's, that's what it is. That's, those, that's my goal, my ultimate goal as an entrepreneur. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's definitely, it's, it's, it's like, there's, there's a difference between somebody who just wants to be rich and somebody who wants to create mm-hmm. wealth for right. more than, just more people than themselves, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, you'll see those blessings come in because of that, because you have those motivating factors. I mean, like a lot of us do, you know what I mean? It's, when, it's, when it's just you, you, you're okay with the refrigerator being empty, you know what I mean, every once in a while, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, you got them kids in the house, you know what I mean? Right, that's not an option. Mm-hmm. That's not an option. Them, yeah. them, little, them little mofos like to eat. Every day, <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> yeah. making it about more than just yourself, man. Um, so, do you have any final thoughts that you like to share with us? I mean, this could be anything, anything that's on your heart in regards to just entrepreneurship, investing, the the, the seven pillars of wealth, like you mentioned. 
anything that's on your heart right now before we let you go? Well, I just want to say for everybody that's listening, like, we're doing it. We're out here doing it. Like, I see the growth. I see everybody, you know, selling. I don't care if it is that everybody's selling the same things or whatever people like to say to discourage you from your dreams. Keep going and stay consistent. And we got this. That's all I have to say. That's what it is. And also, y'all make sure y'all follow that Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Plug it in, girl. Spell Absolutely. it out for him. Spell it out for him. Yeah, got to. Got to. Or it ain't going to be right. <laughs> y'all follow the Instagram for Pizzazz. That's Pizzazz. P-I-Z-A-S-Z underscore. And um, my hair page, Jazz Hair, J-A-Z-Z-E-D. On Instagram, Jazz Hair as well on Facebook. And Pizazz, P-I-Z-A-S-D on Facebook as well. Hell yeah. And also, <laughs> don't forget to send us that picture. Send us that picture of what you're working on now so we can tag it on. Uh, we'll tag it on the New Wave uh, Real Talk Facebook page, and then we'll um, make sure the folks can find you from there, too. Okay. I absolutely right. will. Thank you so much. Well, Jared, and thank y'all. We have to thank you for giving us this beautiful energy. You know what I mean? We, we, we're happy to be graced by such a wonderful black queen like yourself. Enjoy the rest of your evening. <laughs> I guess that phone ringing me it's time for us to let you go. <laughs> but listen, y'all, anytime. Um, this won't be the last time you hear me, guys. So just listening and keep supporting the new wave. All right. Well, we What's appreciate up? it, Jazz. We'll we will talk to you later. All right, y'all have a good one. All right, you too. All right, that was dope, man. Yeah. So let me let me jump in here for a minute. I gotta go ahead. Go ahead. I gotta get a mental check. How you feeling? I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. I think, and and I wanted you and and guys who's watching and listening to the podcast by way of uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I'm I'm Raymond. I'm your co-host today. I am still here. I I I didn't chime in too much on that first segment because I wanted Eric to do his thing. But yeah, man, Jasmine. She Great she guess. she's 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 the truth, guys. I know it was a little loud in the background, but I'm telling you, when y'all go and y'all look at that picture, y'all gonna definitely if exactly. if, if ladies, exactly. you know, if you're in the Atlanta area, hit a, hit a, hit a up. So yeah, man. I mean, and that just speaks to you know the ground. Like let's 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 not let that go unspoken. That like sometimes it takes you know the nine to five or just a separate grind to get you to that point that you need to be at. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing wrong with saying okay i gotta clock in for now or i gotta use this money that i'm getting from school you know that financial aid refund check (laughs) or whatever else right i've used student loans to pay off my car you know what i mean (laughs) like i was doing whatever just i knew the army was gonna pay it back like it's all up to you man however you can uh make it happen you're only limited to your your creativity you know what i mean right do you want to catch a quick commercial break uh i mean how you feel you good okay now you as long as i'm straight i'm good i'm here well then how about we do this so uh Myself and Raymond are investors and business owners. Right. So let's spin this back to you. All right. And let me let me introduce myself to in that way. Yeah. Because a lot of let's folks a lot of folks don't know much about your boy. So my name is Raymond Riley Jr. Man, I have been an entrepreneur since uh ooh. I graduated high school two thousand nine. Uh I think my last uh job on the clock was probably two thousand and eleven max, maybe two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. So 
for a good, I'll just say a good 10 years, I have been an entrepreneur. I ain't clocked in. I ain't, you know, traded my time for money as it relates to somebody else signing my check. Uh, so that's who I am. I own two businesses. I, I'm a real estate bur- broker. I own my own real estate firm. I'm a, a car dealer. I own my own car lot. Uh, I also own New Wave Real Talk here. Uh, then I also have a Landlord Academy, which is an online course where if you're listening to this and you got rental property and you don't want to have uh, folks manage your property for you anymore, I'm going to teach you how to do it yourself. So that's another business. So I think that's four businesses. Yeah. Plus, uh, my boy here is getting me on game with the investing. So that'll be five yeah. streams five of income. Sources, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's me, Eric. All right. So Spit yeah. game. So with me, uh, like 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 my boy Raymond was saying, you know, I I have been, I'm more savvy with the investment side of the game. Uh, I was actually fortunate enough to become a partner in the car in the car dealership with Raymond. You know, he, it's something that he brought to me, and it's like you know he knew that I was already thinking that way, so it's like hey, well just come on, you know, what I mean Let, let's hop on board with it. So I was blessed to have that opportunity. So you know, I've right. given him a lot of flowers on that. You know what I mean? And that's what. Aside from my personal goals, that that's what made me, or my personal morals, that's what further motivated me to give the investment side of the game to 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 my boy Raymond because you know what I mean he is is reciprocation at that point right. Uh, so my investing is mostly in it's pretty much all in the stock market, uh, or at least primarily in the stock market. Uh, so that's what traded with, with stocks and uh, options trading. So um, I pretty much use the options trading to fuel my stock investing, so I can. Um, Buying to blue chip stocks or ETFs that pay out dividends, you know, so that way you can, well, we'll, we'll say that for like going too deeply right, into that, we'll deeper. say that for like a, you know, finance that's, that's specific, like, a whole, like that's, yeah, that's an entire, yeah, yeah, but um, like Raymond said, you know, it's, it's about the, the diversification, you know what I mean? So I use the stock market to pretty much create money for myself. And when I, and, and that aha moment for me was like, right. when I, uh, began the options trading because I've I've been doing the stock market investing for probably about two or three years now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot about it. It was just when I was like, I just, I'm just dumping my money in something I believe in. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a much more sophisticated investor. I understand the different dynamics of it um, way more than I used to. Right. Um, and I'm using that to pretty much make money in my sleep. You know what I mean? Because when I, when I was uh, waking up and seeing like that I've made $2,000 in Three minutes, you know what I mean? Right. Seeing my portfolio go that much, and it's like I can take this money and spend it, or I can take it and reinvest it. That was like the aha moment for me with that. So that's you know what I, that's what I do. Let's see if I had to you know answer that question too. My aha moment. Um. Oh boy, uh, it's been a while. So I I think for me my aha moment was when I understood that I could actually save more of my effort if I was in control mm-hmm. of what it was that I was trying to do. Yeah. And you really can't ever be in control of something until you're the person that is responsible for that thing. You're initiating it, you're approving it, and it's yours. Right. And it's that complete control. So my aha moment was 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 basically coming to that realization that in order for me to have that flexibility, that freedom, and that untapped or uncapped potential financially it had to be me and all me yeah exactly right. exactly yeah. and that actually ties to another part of another part of the aha moment for me um i guess you know, let's make it the personal experience right so right the personal experience for me where it was like and this this is what got me into thinking more about investing more about uh business 
is one, I knew that I didn't want to work for anybody else. Didn't really know why. Just it's just something I was innate. You know what I mean? It was right. like I want to have my own, right? Right. Uh I'm not sure what conditioned me to think that way. Right. It could be because of the program we had in high school that lasted towards a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Um but I know that I was a person who I found myself comfortable with the slavery at my job that I'm actually about to be quitting as of August 1st. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those days where I was out in the rain and I was hurting. And then I'm just like, bro, like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Right. I'm still working for somebody making, let's say, at the time, maybe about 12 to $13 an hour. Mm-hmm. And knowing I didn't want to be there, knowing I was doing something I didn't really want to do, knowing that I didn't see the same amount of growth that I thought was there right. with the company. Um, all of that factored in, and I'm just like, I don't even like getting up for this. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's easier for me to get up for, like, I, when I started investing, I find it way easier for me to get up early for the sake of catching the market when it opens, reading, you know, whatever little news might come up, looking at the uh, pre-market uh, activity. It's so much easier for me to get up for right. that. Right. And I don't even need an alarm clock at this point. Then it wants me to get up and go to my job. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, the Army, that was like the bigger thing where <laughs> it was just like, one, I don't like being told what the fuck to do. Right. Like, right. not like right. that. You right. know what I mean? Like, I don't <laughs> like with somebody that had that much agency over my life right. and telling me when I can spend time with family. Like, I've put aside my mourning for a relative that had passed away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like, well, they're not going to excuse it. They want me to be here. Right. You know what I mean? Like wow. when I put yeah. myself and my family aside for a fucking job, like that's 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 something that that's huge. Right. And I was ready to get off that plantation, man. Like I was ready to step out of that and just say, like, hey, I'm ready to risk it all on myself. And mm-hmm. I devoted a period of time towards doing that. When I saw that I was able to pay myself and I was able to make when I when I saw that I made more in let's say two or three days than I would have made in two weeks, mm-hmm. that was the biggest life changing moment for me. Like wow. I was yeah. so proud sure. of that moment. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. It it changes you because it gives you that realization that it's a lot of times for me, what I've seen people ask me as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, well, how like what how did you get started or why did you get started? Right. Mm-hmm. So you have those aha moments and those epiphanies of when you come into a realization that, hey, I'm more than an employee. I'm more than right. like putting myself second. I want to just be in control of my destiny, right? But the biggest answer that I would give to anybody that's asking, okay, where do I start as far as being an entrepreneur? I would say just start. Yeah. You know, there's no perfect time to be an entrepreneur. There's, there's not no there's no perfect setup. Uh you're gonna have to work, you're gonna have to grind. Yep. Yep. Um, so just get started. You yeah. know what I mean? Just there's there's a statement that uh I learned through investing that like and this is in reference to the stock market, but it applies to everything. Mm-hmm. that time in the market beats timing the market. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. will try to wait for the perfect time to invest. Mm-hmm. And it's not about that. It's like when you just get in, now is always the best time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, stepping aside from that a little bit, how about we go specifically into, you can start with either the dealership or the real estate. Mm-hmm. Like, but just what steps did you take to initiate building your own company? Like what? What like so literal steps? As in like a okay personal? Yeah, right. Uh, so for me, I think it was um, realizing that things weren't gonna be like perfect. Right. Um. So I guess I should just role play this for a minute, like in my head. So when I started my real estate company, I was um working. Well, so all right. So l- just let me paint the story for a second. So when I graduated high school in 2009, my first real job was a leasing agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that job as a leasing agent and then I stayed in the property management industry. 
and I and I like property management, but I was making probably like twelve dollars an hour plus commission, right? Right. right. Um, but it introduced me to this new world of real estate, so that intrigued me. But then I started to see the the minutia of like a job, right? Of like having to like go through the unhappy phase, so you you know you unhappy about the fact that you make this amount of money, right? And then you are influenced by the people that you got to work around. Right. The bull crap you got to deal with with right, the people. Right, right, And then the limited growth from that, right? And so that was my combination of like, man, I got to start my own real estate company. Mm-hmm. And my goal, my, my, the first thing I told myself, being a actual leasing agent, I'm going to have a property management company. I'm going to man- manage property. Okay. While I was sitting there leasing other people's property. Right. Right. Um, so that personal growth for me was understanding like what I needed to do, like coming, like basically accepting where I was right. and accepting what my goal was. Right. And then I had to start to see that through. And then once I did that, uh, you know, I, I accepted that and I started moving towards entrepreneurship. I mean, it was, it wasn't like overnight though. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, what was like step one in like starting the real estate business right. as far as like the literal, like tangible, I can probably Google this, but right. like, you know, just giving like a right. gist of, yeah, yeah. How so we started with that. Step one, uh, well, st- yeah, step zero was actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> ground <laughs> step, zero, right? So step zero was like after I came to that realization of what I just explained was uh-huh. okay. Well, what do I need to do? Like I like real estate, but but how can I get to a point where I'm uncapped? Mm-hmm. Nobody's like my boss, right? I'm like my own boss. So then I was like, I need to become a real estate agent. I had never sold a house. Mm-hmm. My parents, uh, my dad bought a house in two thousand and I want to say. I want to say like 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like 14, 13, 14, somewhere, somewhere in there, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. But the process was such an untraditional process, the way he bought his house. It wasn't like through like a like the the way we think of it now where you get your agent yeah. and you do it. Maybe he did, but I was too young to, to see it. To, yeah, and really even care. And to care and to, and to understand yeah, it. Yeah. So from my point of view, and I'm trying to paint the picture for that, is I had a very limited experience of what a real estate agent really what it looked like yeah so i was literally going after something that i really didn't understand from experience i understood it from research but i didn't understand it from like personal experience like my grandmother was a real estate agent for 35 years and i watched my grandmother be you know what i mean right right. that wasn't the story so um basically i just google you know how to freaking get your real estate license Mm -hmm. did it and uh, I passed my real estate exam. So I took my course, my real estate course. I took it online. So mm-hmm. I was literally uh, sitting in the property management offices, you know, managing apartments while right. I was doing my real estate course. Okay. And uh, finished the course, went and took the test, and the rest is history. So, okay. Yeah. I and like then, but, but I was self-employed, but I didn't own a business. I still went and worked for an actual brokerage. Got you. And then so the unhappiness set in again where it's like, okay, it's all over again mm-hmm. where, um, you know, you, you're a 1099, you're an independent contractor, uh, but you don't own the business. Right. You own your business that you create, but somebody else is going to get 30% of it just mm-hmm. because you are affiliated with their business. Gotcha. And so then that, that's where, okay, I got I to gotta get to the broker status. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So pretty much when I became a real estate agent, I was waiting for three years to become a broker. Gotcha. From that point. And it was all just, you know, like we said, just taking that risk on yourself. Um, right. I guess to answer, you know, how how I actually, the initial piece for the investing side of the game. Um, so I had already been 
putting money into it. Like I was initially, I was that person where it's like, okay, yeah, I knew I wanted to get in the stock market like way before I actually started mm-hmm. because I knew that I didn't want to ask for permission. Like I had been denied enough jobs or whatever else to where it was like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to prove to somebody that I'm good enough when I know I can learn anything. Like I had developed that confidence in myself uh, at a earlier age in adulthood. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it really solidified once I realized what I had done when I went to one of the most difficult schools in the military, immensely difficult at least, mm-hmm. to learn a second language. And it was one of the harder languages that they had available. Mm-hmm. So once that happened and I realized, like, okay, I know how to learn, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that boosted my confidence a lot to where it's like, bro, if you put me in any job, I can learn it, you know what I mean? Right. But then at some point, I knew that I just got tired of asking people, like, hey, like, just see me, like, see the potential in me. Because I wasn't always the most articulate. I wasn't the most, oh, I might have thought deeply, mm-hmm. but just being able to put it out to vocalize there, that, yeah. you know what I'm saying, it wasn't, it wasn't always a real thing for me. And then um, knowing that, like, even when I did verbalize, like, my potential or what I had been doing, mm-hmm. there was always something else somebody wanted, you know what I mean? Gotcha. And I may or may not have had it. Gotcha. And then By that, way of experience. Exactly. Or, whether it was experience, yeah. whether it was the look, whether it was the, the attitude, whatever it was, right. I was tired of always trying to figure out what could these people want from me. You know what right. I mean? Right. When I right. know that I'm capable, it's like, just just show me. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, so when I was deployed uh, to Iraq, that was when I heard about the Robinhood app. And mm-hmm. that was because the first thing that kind of discouraged me from investing was, OK, at the time, like you had to pay right. to make trades or whatever. Right, right, right. So I'm like, well, shit, I don't have that much money. Like I don't I can't pay $50 for a trade. You know what I mean? Right. Like whatever. Right. Or $25 per trade. Like I might want to be in and out. Like I didn't you know, I was still in that like, I mean, below novice level of it. Right. Um, but where, I, where, where things just look so big. Right. Where everything yeah. looks so big and so yeah. complicated. When right. It's really just a bunch of complex little things that you can further simplify, you know what I'm saying, once mm-hmm. you get in it. Mm-hmm. So um, once I was in Iraq, I was just, you know, some of the guys that we were with uh, was just talking, and they mentioned something about a company, and they were talking about trading, and it was, it was uh, actually this company called Vivint Solar. Mm-hmm. And um, they had just signed a deal with Mercedes to, because they're a solar power company. They had just did a deal with them to, you know, pretty much incorporate their technology into vehicles because they wanted to make, like, Mercedes was pursuing uh, vehicles that could take in solar power energy. Themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They could power themselves with solar energy or whatever. So mm-hmm. I was like, cool, dump money into it. And I saw they was making money. I started dumping my money into it. It was just like I was only invested in that one company, mm-hmm. and I was just pouring, like, check after check into it because I didn't have shells to spend my money on. I'm mm-hmm. in Iraq, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Doing mm-hmm. my job every day. It's like, so I'm just saving up, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it still got me excited. Right. Came home, eventually ended up, you know, pulling out a lot of that money, especially when it started to go down or whatever. I didn't understand the fundamentals of, of the stock market. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. However, at some point, like, well, and I'll say at some point, I always knew that I needed to get back in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Even when I pulled my money out, blew it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just own random stuff. Right. I knew that I needed to get back in. I knew I needed to be a participant in this. So I just started putting money into it. And my whole thing was I'd rather go broke investing than to go broke on other bullshit because I can easily find a reason to spend $100. Right. I can, yeah. you know what I'm saying, do that any day, any time. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna if I'm going to go out and spend $100 on just me, mm-hmm. I can put $100 in my investment portfolio. And I just right. started with that, just that little bit at a time. when I got bigger chunks of money, I just put bigger chunks in it. Right. Um, When we were actually talking about our first business venture together, uh, Mm -hmm. 
I only had three thousand dollars in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. I was gonna use that to, you know, what I'm saying, be my port, my portion mm-hmm. of, you know, the business mm-hmm. that we were starting up. And I mean, you've seen what it is today, right? Um, and it's actually a little bit more in there now from what you last saw. But like, it's not to be to brag about, but it's just like at some point I knew that okay, hey, let me be more serious about this. So I right. just started looking more into different companies, looking more into um, what it means to be an investor, understanding like fundamental analysis, technical analysis, sentimental analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, Understanding all the, like, just getting a different grasp of, like, different strategies. And then right. focusing on one strategy at a time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when people ask me, like, well, how much did you start out with? So where you can making, where you're making, you know, 10000 in a month or some some shit like that. It's like, well, I started with what I had. You know what right. I mean? Right, right, right. And you just got I started. And I just yeah. kept on building up from there. And then I devoted myself to learning this craft so that it could build other things for me. Right. It's not about just being a trader. It's about being an investor to where you can make money, you know what I'm saying, without actually having to research all the damn time. You right. know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. I, I, it's, it's, it's deep. Uh, so I, I think it's time. Let's let's catch let's, a break. Let's, let's catch a break. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. It's a little warm here. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Y'all stay tuned. Welcome back to the new wave real talk podcast i've been your host eric marshall and i'm joined by the great raymond riley jr absolutely i'm happy to be here sir thank you for having me on your show hey i'm happy to have you here <laughs> i couldn't do it i couldn't do it without you quite literally <laughs> so um something that actually inspired like th- this conversation actually inspired a thought and it's kind of heading to the philosophical side of the game or whatever mm-hmm. uh but just you know, us talking about like just starting from the bottom, starting from you know, saying nothing. And right. I wanted to actually speak on that, right? Because a lot of times, you know, people pride themselves in like that, you know, starting from nothing. And some, in some cases, it's stifling, right? Some right. people feel like you know, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And really, like, there's no such thing. Like, you might have virtually nothing, right? Maybe mm-hmm. we can't describe it at the time. Like, even if people talk like you know, let's say the Big Bang, right? Right. Or the Big Bang Theory, like, there's. It may be virtually nothing to us, but mm-hmm. there was something there that initiated everything we have today. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's something just isn't described yet. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like uh, with us, we have to look at like if we're looking at, you know, starting from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably in some cases the best place to start because at the ground, that's where you have the soil and everything comes from the soil. You know, right. I mean? everything we have today came from the soil. We came from it. Everything that we ingest came from it. Mm-hmm. And. So how we tie that to like investing or uh, business, just entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. is just looking at what do you have right now. Right. You know what I mean? Too often do we have people that are like looking at what they don't have mm-hmm. and not understanding what they do have and what right. they can utilize, what they can exploit to get them to that next level. Right. 100. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they see the end and they, it's like, you know, they're pursuing Oprah. They want to be mm-hmm. Oprah. They want to be mm-hmm. Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. They want to be right. uh, Jeff Bezos. Right. But they don't understand the process or who they need to become. Right. You know what I'm saying? Along the way, like, if you say you want to be the next Elon Musk or somebody or Neil deGrasse Tyson, well, he's not, well, you know, he has the show, his shows and stuff. Um, But it's not just looking at being the next best investor. It's like, what else do you have to become along the way? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You have to become somebody who's more disciplined, more, somebody who's more imaginative, somebody Absolutely. who's more committed, somebody who's willing to, like, sacrifice whatever it takes to to, to achieve that said goal. You know what I'm right. saying? And I think that a lot of people kind of see the moments mm-hmm. of success mm-hmm. and not realizing, like, you're just like how I'm more than just Eric. I'm more than just a father. I'm more than just... 
or whatever the fuck else I choose to, mm-hmm. you know, identify mm-hmm. with at this mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. There's more to entrepreneurship than just being an entrepreneur. There's more right. to an investor than just being an investor. And a lot of people have to realize that, like, yeah, we have to understand what makes up a entrepreneur. Because that's like the icing on the cake. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that's not the egg. That's not the batter. That's not whatever else goes into it. I don't know right. all the ingredients. At least the after the, the the thing that people see from the outside. Right. Exactly. Right? That's the icing. Right. But all of those. Uh, but go ahead. I don't want to. No, no, no. Where, like, where you, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just, I was just gonna say like that is true. A lot of people and even entrepreneurs that are like both of us are entrepreneurs, right? Right. So we both have to make sure that we're balancing that very desire within us. Right. Because at the end of the day, we're only human and it is human to forecast and have desires, have ambition, have dreams and have goals. But sometimes what we do is we get ahead. We 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 let the desire get ahead of the needed goal. Right. Right. You want you, you let or or you let the yeah, you let the desire get ahead of the actual tactical goal at that point. Right. Uh, one of the things for me that helped me when I uh, decided to really, you know, commit myself to entrepreneurship was to understand that uh, you have to compartmentalize yourself. Right. Right. And you have to have strategic goals. Mm-hmm. Right. You have an ultimate goal, but you got to have a strategic goal, which is that I'm going to stay in this lane. And then when I get to this intersection, I'm going to make a right. And then when I get to this intersection, I'm going to make a left. Then I'm going to keep going down this road for about 45 miles and that'll take me here. Right. right? You got to have that type of strategic roadmap in order to get to that place. Right. Which is that Bentley or that range or you know what I mean? Like it, without those things, it's just it's just the dream. Right. It's not a goal because you don't have a way to get there. Right. Right. It, you're exactly right. I mean, because, you know, with dreams, we just kind of go to sleep and pop up in a dream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. a goal is something that you have to work at. And mm-hmm. uh, you kind of touched on something that, is, well, you touched on something that inspired me in a direction that's actually kind of going to the next topic. Okay. So before we go to break, I guess we can just speak on this. It's just that uh, understanding that it's more to it than just money. It's more right. to it than those arbitrary, trivial things like the cars or the house or the riches like mm-hmm. that stuff like anybody can have that like right anybody can make money this doesn't make me special because i know how to make my own money right versus earning money you know right. what i'm saying right it just means that i have other qualities that somebody else may not have acquired yet they haven't chosen to acquire that yet right or chosen to acknowledge that it exists right it and, is, and and know how to uh, um know how to harness and garner Right, that ability. Right, because we all got it. We all we all we have all it. There's it. nothing special about the fact that you were it's just you had what your three um, starting to four sources of income. Like that's something that literally we all can do. Right. Not saying that we're all built for it right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that we all have to be entrepreneurs or nothing like that. It's just that mm-hmm. just know that you can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And understand that like your time is more important than any dollar that you can get. Right. Because all this stuff that we earn, I mean, like, I see it in the market all the time where it's like I could have made eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars in two days. Mm-hmm. But then I can see the market as a whole because of COVID or whatever else mm-hmm. drop and I'm losing three thousand a day, two thousand tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I have to understand that, like, yeah, it could be where like everything just drops to zero. You know what I'm saying? Right. But do I understand how to get it back? Right. Do I understand? You know what I'm saying. You can, you, what you, really matters exactly, which is which is in that in in that uh, il, uh, illustration that I uh, uh, detailed. If you have that imbre- in, embedded in your brain, right, 
You know how to, okay, I made a right on Smith. Exactly. I went down a mile and a half and made a right on Jones, right? That's, exa- that's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it, man. Yeah. And just knowing, sure. just knowing that. But um, let's not, I mean, because we, we're probably going to touch on some of this stuff again. No problem. In the next subject. So let's go ahead and hit that commercial break right quick. Okay. And then we can jump into the next topic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, y'all don't go nowhere now. No? Nowhere. You know, we, got, nowhere. we got a couple folks looking, so y'all stay still. Welcome back from another commercial break. I've been your host, Eric. I'm gonna just I'm gonna keep practicing that until we get. I hear right. you. you know I hear I mean? you. I hear you. No problem, man. <laughs> um, Practice make perfect. Exactly. So, um, as we prefaced before the commercial break, just talking about the value of, you know, what I'm saying, I mean, having having something that's bigger than money when it comes to like what does all this stuff mean and understanding mm-hmm. like that value of time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because we all we I think we all mentioned it. Myself, you, Jasmine, or mm-hmm. Jazz about like just that time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that, like, just, like, the value of time versus the value of money. Right. Um, so I'll start with saying that, you know, to me, like, money is almost, like, it's, like, intrinsically, it's valueless to me. Mm-hmm. However, I understand that it is, like, probably the most prominent means of the freedom and, uh, yeah, the most valuable resource I have to help me get time. Mm-hmm. Which is the most valuable? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, where do you stand with that? Like, how do you feel about just the value of time versus money? And you know, what I'm saying like, does right. money? How much does money matter to you? Right. All right. So uh, for me, I look at the value of. So I, I'll answer this two ways. First, for my first answer is I value my time more than my money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the reason I give that answer is because I feel like if I use my time properly, money is not going to be a problem. Right. So I always look at the time that I spend doing anything, how much did that cost me? So I I, I value the time uh, like a value proposition of, okay, so I, if I spend an hour, I should be making X, right? So, right, and, right. and not putting the emphasis on, okay, I need to make this. Mm-hmm. Because then if you put an emphasis on, I need to make $100,000, if that take you 10 years, are you willing to give 10 years of your life just to make $100,000? Right. But if I tell you that, um, I'm going to spend, you know, one year making as much money as I can make, which answer would you choose, right? right You're going right. to go with the most money you can make, right? right? So that's how I choose to look at the the time versus money. But I also do believe that uh, money itself is, 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 is society creates such a stigma when it comes to money. Yeah, and, it, and they create such a unobtainable condemnation around money to like where as a black kid growing up in the hood and i tell you man listen i'm going to go right i'm (laughs) going i'm going to make you know i'm going to make one hundred thousand dollars this year if you tell that to an average black person in the hood they're going to look at okay really you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars in a year yeah and so i think people put such a condemnation on the value of money like a misunderstanding of of how hard it is to make it's really not hard to make money Right. Once you understand the roadmap and how you make that money, right? Because it's just a duplication of the things that work, right? Yeah, and and, and actually, so I guess I was wrong. I didn't know where you were going with that. I was thinking <laughs> something else because, like, so <laughs> I, I know for me, growing up, I remember being in a place where, like, being poor, right? Mm-hmm. Being like almost in an under, well, yeah, pretty much in an underclass. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That. Thinking of, you know, whenever we thought about people having money, like mm-hmm. there was always like this 
okay, the rich are evil. You know what I'm saying? The wealthier evil people that just want to use you, thinking that capitalism mm. is a bad thing, thinking that, you know, uh, God or our creator, however we, you know what I'm saying, for those of us that are either religious or spiritual, look at people that, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. want to earn a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that had to change for me because I understood that, like, at the end of the day, like, there's nothing wrong with me enjoying the luxuries of life. I don't mm-hmm. have to wait to die and hope that there's a heaven in order to enjoy the luxuries. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's, it's the thing is, like, I can't let it consume me. Right. So I'm thankful for, you know, living below poverty mm-hmm. just because it taught me certain things, even as an mm-hmm. adult. Like, I feel like a lot of times it's good for us to go, shit, damn near broke. Mm-hmm before 30, but after we've acquired, you know, a decent amount of, like, let's say for me, when I first had, like, let's say 20-something thousand in my, in, in, in my accounts and investments or whatever else, it felt good, mm-hmm. but then losing all that, it's like, okay, reminded of something, and then there was still, like, a person that needed to develop before the money came, you know what right, I mean? Right, 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 because that, that is important. The person had to be developed. I mean, I yeah. could have been wealthy early, but it's like, I also just, underst- I had to understand that balance of, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with wealth. And saying, yeah, I want a brand new Tesla Model S, mm-hmm. uh, probably red with <laughs> with, with the. Uh, <laughs> let me not get too deep on that, right? But anyway, right, but just being I mean? able to speak that, just and, being and, able to speak that, and yeah. see, and it's like it's it's real, like it's realized, and right. at some point it's actualized. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And um, understanding that, like, really above all else, though, my time is everything. Like, I like being able to just get up when I want to get up. I like being able to say that the money is being made regardless. I like being able to say that if I want to go to my friend's house, if I want to go spend some time with my kids, if I want to go out with my partner, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. I can do that. I don't have to wait on somebody to give me permission. Right. Right. And I don't have to uh uh be able to sit here and check my bank account and see like okay, am I going to really squeeze this out? Like that to me, I think I think that is more valuable. I know we're talking about time, but I just want to throw this out there which is um I think that once you have reached a level to where at least my ultimate goal when you because I didn't I don't think I talked about my entrepreneurship goals, but I think when you reach a level to where you can just walk into a place or walk into an establishment or walk to a property and say, I I like that. I'll buy it. Right. Like, I feel like that is the ultimate goal that everybody should seek. And that shouldn't that shouldn't equate to a certain number. Right. 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 It's just having that financial freedom to where if you want it, I can get it. Yeah. I mean, because my thing is I, w- I want a modest lifestyle. Like, yeah, yeah, I would like to have I want like my goal is like, OK, I want to have the family estate. Right. Where it's mm-hmm. like me, my grandmother, my kids, my mother, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. my siblings, we mm-hmm. can all live in this house and there's space for all of us. But there's also like just, you know, the, the common areas. Mm-hmm. I also want a loft just for mm-hmm. me. You know what I'm saying? Just to have that because that's something I always wanted. Mm-hmm. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but like, there's absolutely when, no, if when, you when, want it, when, man. When you spoke on that whole time thing, like one one of the things that made me realize the value of time is one aside from the fact that I just I micromanage my minutes mm-hmm. like a motherfucker, and I also I mean, granted, I am getting better with my procrastination. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes <laughs> I feel like it's 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 just like my spirit telling me to just you know take mm-hmm. it easy. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. I'm always conscious of how much time this thing is taking. You know what right. I mean? And when you spoke on just knowing how much time you devoted to this and like what the value of that time mm-hmm. like even when it comes to the money if i'm going out on a date and i spend let's say 30 dollars on this date if i'm making 15 dollars an hour i just spent two hours to make that you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and, mm-hmm. and, and 30 dollars for a date really that's more so just for you mm-hmm. that ain't for you and your and, and the girl mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if i'm spending 60 dollars 60 dollars 
and I'm making fifteen dollars an hour. That's four. It took me four hours to make the money to cover this date that I'm gonna be done with in a matter of like no an more hour, than two, yeah. maybe two. You know what right, I mean? Right. The meal itself cost me four hours of labor. Right. And imagine I, that. Yeah. Right. When you start breaking stuff down like that, man. I think that that that'll give you that shift for real. Yeah. Like if you really start to break it down like that, that'll that'll definitely break through the um consumer mentality. Right. Yeah. And 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 I also feel like there's no dollar that's worth uh, let me say this. Unhealthy stress. No mm-hmm. dollar is worth the unhealthy stress. Like, yeah, right. we have stress, like 100%. okay, you can build your body to create a better body. You can mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, build your mind to create a better mind by challenging yourself in different ways. Mm-hmm. And we can call that, you know, stress under that umbrella of such. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, when we talk about just like, yeah, this job is paying me $25 an hour right now, mm-hmm. but I hate it. Right. I dread getting up in the morning for it. I dread whatever else when it comes to this job, but I'm making decent money. Right. To me, it's still not worth it. I would much rather, mm-hmm. like for me, I never worked full time because it's like, yeah, I could make more money. Yeah, I could get things that matter more to other people than they matter to me, like having, you know, a house or having a brand new car, because I've been driving the same car for shit like 10 years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My first car is the same car. I, yeah, it's almost 10 years since yeah, I bought that car. Yeah, yeah. I bought it in like, yeah. In and Impala going strong. 2011, bro. I think. <laughs> right. I want to say 2011. Right. It's 2020. So yeah, nine years now. Right. Um, But yeah, just understanding that like those things don't matter to me as much. Right. And just knowing that, hey, like, I'd rather just have my little car. Mm-hmm. make my arrangements with, you know, either friends or family or whatever else to where I'm like, hey, like, can I just do this? Right. Because I value my time, so I'm willing to stay part-time here if that means I enjoy my time more. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. not going to be no full-time slave. That's just right. never my thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been terrible right. in the in the 1600s, man, like 1800s, whatever. I ain't going to be no full-time slave. I, I would have been terrible. Oh, man. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's a, yeah, you got you to gotta look at it that way, man. Yeah, man. Sure. So, um, since we're talking about time, so what would you consider to be like a waste of time? Mm, waste of time. Um, anything really that's not prospering me in a way to meet my financial objectives, right? Okay. So, it, you know, spending your time doesn't always necessarily equate money, right? Because I believe, I believe the, I think, I think the most value, here, here's my level of uh, priority when I think of the way I value things and my core, core value. So right. time knowledge money because i feel like with if you if you look at it from that perspective if you use your time right if you got the knowledge it will give you the money it will always give you money right yeah so uh a waste of time for me is doing something where i'm not outside of leisure because i do feel like we all got to have a a life of you got to have some type of leisure right right you shouldn't be a robot to where you're just only consumed with uh you know, reaching an objective. Like, right, you, you got to right, be able to right. unwind. But outside of that, I think that if it's not benefiting me either, you know, uh, in my knowledge or actually giving me money in exchange for it, then I think it's a waste of time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and and actually agree with, like, the, uh, the vast majority of what you said on that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For me, it's, it's pretty similar that, like, for me, the waste of time is anything that's not going to either give me pleasure or give me progress. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it's yeah. not going to give me pleasure or progress, then I don't really care. It's like, I I, I will not argue with somebody. Right. Like, I, I just don't. Because I feel like my energy is seemingly infinite at times. Mm-hmm. However, like, you can burn yourself out. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's, and it's a matter it's of, like, when you wake up in the morning, you have a limited amount of energy for that day. Your yeah. allotment is what it is for that day. And, yeah, there are dietary things or whatever else that go into, you know, how much you have. 
But like, I'm not about to sit up here and devote two hours in a fucking Facebook debate with somebody who <laughs> I will, you know what I'm saying? Right. Who's right. not educating me? They just want to defeat my argument. And and one of the things I will say too, I throw this out since we're talking about time. If you become an entrepreneur, you have to understand that every business venture, every opportunity may not remain an opportunity. Right. That opportunity may go away. It may change. You may grow to a different level. I mean, because I'm kind of there when it comes to my property management company. Right. Um, because I see myself as more valuable. So, like, right. the right. more you, right. Right. yeah, right. so, like, right. the more you change your level of expectation, the higher your value go up on your time. Yep. At least it should be. Yep. Right. And so when your time starts to become more valuable, the same you, you you shouldn't be doing the same task. Right. You know, because then it's 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 counterproductive. So Yeah. I mean that 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 value on time, it reflects in, in dollars, it reflects in and, and, and my thing is like I wanna create whatever means necessary to make it where like if I want to homeschool my kids, cool, I can. Mm-hmm. If I want to go on vacation, cool, I can. Mm-hmm. I just want to. It's like a lot of people spend more time devoted to somebody else's goal, somebody else's dream, somebody else's oh, aspiration. Man. That's it. Than they do with everything else that matters. You know right. what I'm saying? Because that that is theirs. Like there is like, I know like let's say in songs and stuff, people talk about like you know, the best things in life and free don't really apply to me or whatever because they they think about money all the time. But mm-hmm. It's like no, the things that you have for free are the most valuable things, and when you're equating everything to a dollar or when mm-hmm. you're just saying that I'm going to devote my life to a dollar, like you miss out on the things that are free that matter most. You only get right. one mother. Right. Like one blood mother, regardless of the relationship, you know, and I'm, I'm just saying it as a general, you know what I'm saying? Because right. it could be any other person. You only get the kids that you have are free. Mm-hmm. The air that you breathe is free. The mm-hmm. mind that you have is free. Everything that was given to you for free, if you took it, if we took it away, you mm-hmm. understand the value. If I took away, because we're all like about two minutes from death. Every time we take a breath, we right. get about another two, three more minutes. You know what right, I'm saying? The right, 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 now. right. <laughs> if I took your breath away, you will understand the value of breath. Right. You know what I'm saying? You will understand the value of air. Whereas, like, a lot of people think that, yeah, if it's not tied to a bag, like, fuck a bag, fuck a house, fuck all that. Like, right. what is that going to do for you Right. when you're on your deathbed? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, did I live my life? Spending time, spending time doing things that make me happy. If money is right. what makes you happy, I mean, hey, that's a. I mean, to me, it's a slippery slope because you will, you can never have enough money. You'll never be fulfilled. It'll never be fulfilled. Yeah. Whereas, if I got more time in my day, so mm-hmm. I got more energy, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to dedicate to whatever I want to dedicate to. Well, even if I'm only having sex for for five minutes, <laughs> I can dedicate it five minutes to my uh-huh. partner, uh-huh. and it's like it's 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 full of energy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I can give them my all, keep them mm-hmm. satisfied, because I didn't just give 10 hours of my time to right to something you hate. said corporation, right? plus overtime or whatever else. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So, yeah. yeah, I mean. Breaking that mold, man. That's, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, one of those things that it, it takes time, though. You know what I mean? It takes time to, to come yeah. to that realization. Hopefully, uh, this conversation can, they, the people can kind of understand, yeah. you know, that that time versus money. And hopefully they can start to see, you know, because I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, I always tell people, and, and you know, you 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 may have heard this growing up, my time is money. You right, know what I mean? Right, Don't waste my right. time now. Yeah, you, you right. know. Uh so <laughs> some people get more offended about you wasting their time than it is you playing with their money. Because exactly. you can always get money, but you can never get more never, time. Never. Yeah. Never. I mean, yeah. so since we let's 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 actually go into sure. money, right? Because let's go, let's go I feel it, like, man. let's go at it. Cause I feel like money is while, you know, I feel like it's, you know, essentially fiat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's still 
of some sort of <laughs> like literal value, right? It does, especially if you live in the United States. So uh, something that I think that is not taught enough, and this is, you know, especially making this relevant for, for black people, right? Mm-hmm. We're not taught financial literacy, mm-hmm. right? We're not taught financial literacy at the young ages. We're not, talk, we're not taught about, you know, how to use credit, how to use, I mean, how bankruptcy isn't just this fucking, like, sin, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, how to, like, in the book Rich Dad Poor Dad that we spoke right. about. Right, right. Ladies and gentlemen, too. Let's let's plug yeah, that. Let's plug that. You know, like Robert Kiyosaki. Like we we're not getting promo for this. You know, right. so we're not we're Go not get getting advertised book, sponsorship for this. But that book, I mean, that was probably one of the easiest reads. I've never finished a book as quick as I finished that one. Now I'm gonna tell you, Eric is a different breed. That book is long as shit. So let me tell you something. Uh, go to audiobooks. <laughs> I don't like books. Like that. I'm be honest with you. I have to teach myself how to read. <laughs> go to audiobooks.com. Download that audiobook. It's about five hours, four or five hours, and and it's a very nice pace, very nice tone, very nice tenor. It is monologue. I mean, it's reading, but uh, I'm telling you, man, rich dad, poor dad. My daughter Malia, you will be reading and listening to this book. You hear that? You will be listening to this book. So I think that um everybody, every especially every black person yeah. need to need to hear this book. Now there are some other uh counterparts and race racial makeups that this is a part of their upbringing. Right. Uh but for me and you and our shared experience, it's not a part of our upbringing. So we gotta go and seek that knowledge and get it where we can. So right. definitely go read Rich Dad, Poor Dad if you have not done it. Um Right, and speaking on like those those racial barriers or whatever, like at some point, like we spoken on when it came to like the police things or whatever the systematic stuff, mm-hmm. we still have to be accountable for what we do. You right, know what I mean, and and black people are intelligent enough, creative enough, every other you know favorable attribute, we are enough, and if not exceedingly enough, right, to create our own. You know, what I mean, regardless of what we've had against us, like mm-hmm. you know, let's let's just speak on that, like. Black people have been able to literally be given nothing. We were brought here to be the builders of the the economy, but not the beneficiaries of the economy. Mm-hmm. And still, with us, you know, starting out with nothing and then having what we built taken away from us time and time again, mm-hmm. we've been able to create the type of culture that literally motivates and drives other cultures. Right. There's not a single cartoon that isn't going to incorporate hip-hop in some level. Right. People are dressing like us. They imitate us. They want us to be in everything. Like, we drive the Mm -hmm. the athletics. There's a great black or greatest black in probably every category that you could think of, Mm -hmm. whether it's the sciences, the engineering, the medical, entertainment, obviously, athletics, obviously. Like, you can find us in all of those, even though we've been given nothing. So that's what we're trying to do with this with this podcast, is especially this episode, is just speak on, you know, what we can do, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And create our own reparations, you know right. what I mean? That's it. So um, with that financial literacy, let's, let's go back to that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, very important, right? Um, understanding that difference between assets and liabilities. So what is the difference to you, right? Mm-hmm. What, what What is the difference between assets and liabilities and how do you manage those you know what I mean? All right. And creating what your 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 wealth, creating right. your goals. So number one, people, assets are things that pay you money. Period. I mean, as you can take away the fluff, it's anything that pays you money. It could be an idea, it could be a company, it can be a product, it could be a service. It pays you money. Now, service gets a little tricky, and we'll and 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 the service part gets tricky is because you. If if you are the one providing that service, then you know. But at the end of the day, that the longer the short of it is, an asset is something that gives you money. A liability, period, as it is, it takes away money from your pocket. It's something that you have to pay in order to maintain it. Yep. 
a car, a house, even a house. Because yes, you yes, have let's speak on that. You know, you know, it you know, society wants you to think that that's your biggest and best investment. It ain't. I mean, it, I mean, let me not say it's not. It can be depending on your financial situation, right? Uh, and your means, right? I mean, because you can, you can, if you want a one point five million dollar house, and that maintenance yearly for that one point five million million dollar house is a hundred thousand dollars. If you got an asset that pays you a dedicated hundred thousand dollars, then that's not you trading your time for that hundred thousand dollars. Right. You've created a stream that pays for your mansion. Right. So not to say that an asset, I mean that a house is a liability. It just depends on how you set that up. Right. But that's so that that's that that's it. And as far as how I balance it and what my goals are with that, um again, I'm just trying to get every asset I can. Yeah. Um and uh do do it as much as I can. For me, I'm all about not trading my time for money. So my car lot is ran and operated. Well, it's ran and operated day to day by a, a sales manager. Mm-hmm. So I'm not there. Cars sell whether I'm there or not. Yep. Uh, my real estate company, I have property management contracts. I get paid whether or not I answer a call for the tenant or not. Now, how long I'm going to get paid for that depends <laughs> on how. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the sentiment is I don't have to go out and do anything for that contract. It's yeah. already been secured. So those two objectives, those two things yield me money return every month, mm-hmm. period. Whether I'm asleep, in California, on the beach, wherever. So that is what a true asset is as far as a business concept is going to be when you can actually turn it on, go to sleep, and it still yield you money. So, and actually, and, and, and educate me on this because this is my personal out, outlook on houses right sure um but you're obviously way more in depth with that you know savvy with that field than i am mm-hmm. i feel like for most americans most people a house is really not an asset until you're either renting it or just using it in some way to make money like whether you're renting it, mm-hmm. you know space in that house or buying a house to rent and yeah you're paying a mortgage on it now mm-hmm. maybe or you're paying on a maintenance on it but you're getting let's say that rent that renters uh mm-hmm. that rent every month mm-hmm. from that tenant or mm-hmm. Let's say you run your business out of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Okay, then it can be something that you use for your taxes. You know what I'm saying? But for most people, it's a mortgage and mm-hmm. property tax. Mm-hmm. And they don't do anything else with it to where they're making actually making money or they're, you know, saving money, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So it's like, yeah, if you, unless you're literally setting your house up in a way to either reduce your liabilities mm-hmm. or make some kind of money, mm-hmm. then it's just a liability. Well, here's 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 the way society looks at it. And that's a good question. Right. And especially if people are coming by this podcast and they got these two guys are talking about a house is an asset. And and the reason why it's not automatically an asset is because it takes money to keep it. Right. Right. Uh, now, the reason why society tells you that it's an asset is because typically in a routine market. Real uh, real estate typically appreciates, right? Right, and so that is the thinking about the asset aspect is the right. promise or the premise that it uh, it will appreciate. But there is no guarantee that your house will appreciate. Mm-hmm. It could depreciate right. when there is a depression, when the uh, housing, I mean, when the economy is stressed, and when the economy is depressed, your house value and your equity is going to diminish. Right. And so then that's where that house is absolutely no longer an asset. It is now a complete liability because you've actually lost money. Right. In some cases, you could lose money. 2008, 2009 is an exact example of that. Yeah. 
uh, where foreclosures were at an all-time high, equity was at an all-time low. Um, but if you was a shark in 2007, 6, 7, 8, you made millions of dollars yep. because you were able to cash flow uh, uh, cash flow through other people's pain, yep. but so that that is society tells you it's an asset because under the hopes that it will appreciate. Mm. But if that house does not appreciate, it is a liability because you got mortgage insurance. Oh, and the other asset is the um, the tax credit that you'll get. Right, uh, right, right. <laughs> but I mean, you you know, I mean, depending on your makeup, if you don't have any capital gains and stuff like that, I mean. It, you know, it it is not you're not getting a whole lot of benefit, right? You just of of of, of a credit because <laughs> it you didn't really pay a whole lot anyway. I mean, if right, you if you're right, talking about right. 150, 100, and 200 thousand dollar house, now if you got a multi million dollar house, then yeah, you know you're gonna get a, a good deduction and a mm-hmm. good credit uh from you know your withholdings taxes and all that. And mm. talk to your CPA as far as all that other stuff. But yeah, that that that's what society wants you to believe is that if you buy a house. It's an asset because it's supposed to appreciate, and then when you get ready to sell it, you're going to make all this money. But that's not a guarantee. Yeah, so I guess it kind of feeds into that American dream, right? Right. That, it definitely feeds into <laughs> that, that, that narrative. Dream. Yeah. So yeah. um, so segueing from that, right, uh, another thing when it comes to, like, financial literacy, um, and this actually applies to both, and it actually was kind of mentioned when it comes to, uh, you know, business or investing is mm-hmm. – Learning the art of compounding, you know what I'm saying, mm. and knowing, and this is like one of the truest things. Uh, that this is one of like the, the 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 biggest truths when it comes to like starting from seemingly or virtually nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I've shown Raymond my uh, benchmarks and what I'm looking to do every time. So it's like when I'm making my investments, it's like this is or my trades. This is the move I'm making. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, like my trades are with the goal of creating more investments not to just continue trading mm-hmm. um but i'll probably be trading until the day i die i'm not going mm-hmm. to well mm-hmm. uh, until i'm probably like maybe if i'm blessed enough to see like 80 90 years old then i'll probably stop trading at that point but whatever right because it's something <laughs> it's, you love to do it's, it's fun you know what i mean it's fun yeah. to see that but you know it's the art of understanding how to take you know when you understand how to take a hundred dollars and turn that hundred dollars into two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That's something that we do with the car business. That's something that I do with the investment. That's something that all business, something that all entrepreneurs need to understand. Something that all investors need to understand. When you mm-hmm. understand how to turn one hundred dollars into two hundred dollars, even if it was one hundred dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars, eventually, you're looking at you know ten thousand. Actually, I, let me just pull up my benchmarks right and just speak on it mm-hmm. in, in facts, right, in actual numbers. So it's like you know. When you start with, let's say, a penny mm-hmm. and then turn that penny into two cent, mm-hmm. you keep going down the line, going down the line. Eventually, you get to where $2,600 can be flipped into $5,200, right? At some point, that 52 can be turned into over 10000 and some change. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at some point, pretty much, those little numbers turn into big numbers because once right. you understand the fundamentals of how to double your money or even just get like some amount of return on your investment mm-hmm. while also hitting that bottom line of getting what you put into it. Right. Then that will get you to, you know what I'm saying, multimillionaire status where you can create that wealth. You know, right. you can take your riches and create wealth. I'm at a point where it's like, okay, I'm trying to turn, let's say 10,000. I'm not going to give the exact number because I don't want y'all too much in my business. But it's <laughs> like, you know, if right. I can turn this ten thousand to twenty thousand, then eventually the twenty thousand is going to be turned into forty thousand. Right. The numbers get bigger, and it right. gives you like a sense of progress. You learn how to put more money on the line, but you don't. You learn how to not panic when you see it. You know, 
fluctuating. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's a scary thing to see, let's say, uh, $500 go down. You know what I mean? Go away. I know we were talking, you were saying like you're such a literal investor that if you see the dollars going down, it's like I'm about to get my money back. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I'm at a point now, it's like, of course, through fundamentals, through technical analysis, it's like I know eh, it's, it's down now, but it should come back up. It right. should come back up. It's not a guarantee, but it should. It's, right. The probability is pretty high for that. Right. But um, just understanding, like, as long as I'm able to just replicate mm-hmm. the same thing and just build myself up to where I'm seeing more money go on the line for risk, right? Right. And managing my risk, you know, having enough, like, just because I'm turning ten into 20000 that, that 10000 isn't all that I'm putting up. It's not right. everything I have. Let me say that. I'm sorry. Let me say that the 10000 isn't everything that I have. Mm-hmm. It's a percentage of what I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe it's 20%. Maybe it's 10%. Maybe it's 50%. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm gradually building up my strength and my tolerance and my psych my psyche for you know taking risks managing risks seeing the the fluctuation and then knowing that okay eventually what was a dollar turning into two dollars is going to be right. fifty thousand turning into a hundred thousand right a million turning into two million right. two million turning into five into four million whatever else mm-hmm. so having that that mindset that mindset yeah. you know what i'm saying it doesn't matter where you start from because you know how to double it up Mm-hmm. Or just get fifty percent, thirty percent, eighty percent, whatever the number is, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I right. think that some people just shoot for like too high of a goal sometimes. You know what I mean? Where they right. want the three hundred percent return, they want the five hundred percent return. It's like, bro, like, right? Be manageable. You know right. what I mean? Be Absolutely. manageable with your goals. Yeah, you know, setting good expectations. Uh, I mean, knowing your numbers obviously is is key for any type of entrepreneur, especially depending on what you're trying to get into. Right? You right. gotta know. You gotta. People don't spend a lot of time, and this is just off the cuff, people don't spend a lot of time, you know, learning the craft right. before they want it. Like, you know, you, you can't just jump in an airplane and say, I'm going to land it because I've watched TV. Right. Right. Um, oh, I'm a pilot, too. I forgot to say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm but actually going to do yeah. that. I wonder if they still have that forces to flyers because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop on that where veterans right. can uh, right. learn, go through pilot school for free. Right, right. Hands free. down, man. You got to. So, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, obviously your financial literacy, you got to get that up on game. You got to understand your numbers. You know, that's key. And just don't get lost in the minutia of thinking that I got to, like, hit it big. Right. Just take those steps. Steve Harvey said it, I think, the, the one of the most, I guess, simplistic ways to say it. Mm. If you can do something to where you can make $100 and you know how to do it, you can do it consistently, and you do that 10 more times and you got $1,000. Yep. And then you do that another 10, you know, and it keeps going. You got 10000 And I mean, it do what works. I mean, it's truly that easy. Yep. And I think that um but for 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 the most part people don't look at it as it being that easy because right. we think that it's some type of big epiphany that has to happen before you become a rich because before you become a rich person. Yeah, people want that quick that that cheat sheet. Right. To life right. and, and right. financial literacy. I mean, cuz for me one of the one of the other things that I had to do at some point was just sit with myself and have that uncomfortable conversation, mm-hmm. that uncomfortable realization that like, I'm spending too much money on bullshit. Like, I, right. I went and looked at my spending for the mm-hmm. past, like, month. And i never forget when I looked and I saw that I had spent almost $1,200 on, like, just ordering Uber Eats and shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when I saw it, that, it's, I'm it's, like, it's a hard truth. $1,200. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you have to understand how to manage, you know, what you're doing. And then when it comes to the risk and reward, like, I think a lot of people, they want the reward 
but they mm-hmm. don't understand that you have to like, like you can't expect more than you're willing to risk. You right. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, anytime I hop into an investment, I have to say, I, okay, if I lose it all, if I'm going to put $5,000 into this investment or into this trade, mm-hmm. I have to be comfortable with knowing that I could lose this entire 5000 I know that if I lose $1,000 right now, I have to be comfortable with that mm-hmm. and know that I'm not going to lose my mind. And it's like I need to assess whether <laughs> I need to get out or stay right. in. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And it's a part of that psychological development, that emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With that. Um because, you know, even even just with that little bit, right, having money affects the fuck out of your psychology. Like, I feel a hell of a lot better when I know I got this much buying power. I got this money I can withdraw right now. Mm-hmm. This money I can withdraw not right now, and it's like I'm straight. Like, I know that I can buy, let's say, guns or clothes. I don't really buy clothes like that unless it's like right. something I just but just see. You, you that, know what I'm saying? You, you, you got that. <laughs> Yeah, you got that that whole vibe of you know you things are more accessible. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And 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 people got to understand like you have to actually you know let, let's 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 actually bring it to that right. Sure. Um. Not only is it important for us, but it's important for our spouses, our partners to understand financial literacy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what does that mean to you for mm-hmm. a partner to understand financial literacy for, versus somebody who doesn't, especially with you being an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. an investor? <laughs> uh, I think that, uh, so I, I'll preference this. Uh, my wife is not an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. My wife is not an entrepreneur. Um, and I think that you got to be okay with people where they are. Right. Um, and you have to acknowledge um, whatever uh, strengths that that person has. So, uh, but financial literacy yes they got to have an aptitude to understand how to deal with money and understand that (laughs) um you know it's not a flowing faucet in in a way of where we just need to just you know be going crazy with money right uh although i'm a firm believer that i have gotten i'm 29 years old and i've truly gotten to a place where i don't wake up ever wondering where I'm going to get money from. And I think that's, that's one of the most freedom-minded things. Yeah, because, again, I'm just so convinced that if you know how to – it's just like just like um, the Bible. You teach a man how to fish, how to fish yep. and you don't got to worry about him going hungry. Yep. And it's the same thing about wealth and about money. If you know how to make money, you ain't got to worry about it. Never. You know how you to know? You know, so I do got to have, you know, that, you know, I, I want my wife to always understand that, you know, it ain't it ain't free flowing. But I mean, I, I can go get some more. But right, <laughs> but right, you know what right. I mean? Like, but but yeah, I, I think as far as them being an entrepreneur, I, it's, it's OK. But they, they, they I think they should understand the importance of financial literacy. And it has to be their effort and their desire to want right, to learn more because, right, right. you know, you can't make people do anything. Uh, I think I'm a firm. Uh, <laughs> I've been through that with my wife. I'm not saying I'm trying to make her do anything, but it is I'm an entrepreneur. Right. So I and, and people in general, we typically project what we are onto right. other people. Right. We have to learn how to mitigate that. Exactly. Bit, and be know? like, hey, that ain't your thing. Right. And be OK with that. Right. You know, because um, if you don't, then it could cause some problems. Yeah, you know? I mean it will. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you're forcing somebody, in, you're forcing them into the pool and they're not ready. You know right. what I mean? And right. The water cold, they don't know how to swim yet. Right. Um. And I agree 100 percent with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think that you know financial literacy is not so much just oh you need to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. 
But you need to just be able to understand the importance of it and also understand with me being an entrepreneur or an investor or both mm-hmm. that there are certain things that are required of me in order to maintain this. Right. I cannot live my life the same way as this as the average person. I'm right. going to have to dedicate. There are going to be nights where I'm going to be just up researching Absolutely. something. Like, like I, for I the, think my wife get. I, I think I think <laughs> if you was talking to her right now, she'd be like, "Yep, I get that." Yeah. Because, I, they, but but it but it, it it comes to a point to where you're right. They got to accept that. Yeah. Like, if it's going to be good, because yeah. entrepreneurs, we we we. Literally, it's almost like a kid in a candy store yeah. when it comes to ideas. Yeah, it is. You know? I mean, I, I don't know, like, shit, since since the first idea, I mean, we've had so many ideas where we just, like, reciprocate mm-hmm. that, like, mm-hmm. okay, but where, how far you want to go with this? What else can we right. do? What else can we do? What else can we do? Right. Okay, what about this? What about, what about that? And, I mean, it's beautiful when you're in that space mm-hmm. where you can bounce it off of somebody else and mm-hmm. you can multiply in that sense. But it's also beautiful to have somebody that's saying, like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. This isn't me. I'm not going to impede you from what you're trying to do. Right. But, you know, don't try to force me into it because awareness, enlightenment, whatever the fuck you, whatever the fuck we want to call it, wokeness, it has mm-hmm. to come to people on their own terms. Right. It has to come to people on their own terms. It's like waking up to an alarm clock versus waking up on Sunday just because you're ready to get up. Right. 100%. I mean, and that's and that's just how I how I see it. So you know, I think that's that's really it. I mean, I actually see it the same way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um, so how do you plan on uh teaching your children? Mm-hmm. Financial literacy. Uh, number one, they're gonna read Robert uh, Kiyosaki's step, step book. One is that <laughs> rich dad, poor dad? Uh, the second is just trying to you know continue to drive home the assets and liability and understand and allowing them to understand the freedom and the desire of opportunity mm-hmm. and understanding opportunity uh, and using what you have um to 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 get to where you want to go and not necessarily using the knowledge from grade school or like just basically paying attention yeah you know and 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 learning how to take an idea and monetize it yeah but then taking it to another step of okay if you monetize it how does that impact your time right and so i think i, th- I think really what i want to teach them is just being i guess hopefully it's it's by an, being a, an example yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah. of seeing uh their dad uh making those sacrifices um but also making like good decisions to where when i make a decision of, of starting a business uh and getting it set up then they can see daddy's at home yeah you know and money is here still coming in yeah yeah, yeah. and you know what and actually you've uh even helped me with that just as far as like taking that leap right mm-hmm. just knowing that like i remember you know what was it like kind of late last year mm-hmm. uh just seeing how like okay man this like just like damn where did he like he got how many car lots right now you know saying before before like yeah. uh, concentrating everything yeah and knowing like okay well i know he's doing a real estate thing he got this going on too you know just right. seeing like and then even with the podcast just saying like okay i'm just about to start right you and that's I mean? it man i i promise you I live by the mantra of just start because I yeah. feel like once you start, things will work itself out. Yeah, but exactly. you, but 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 it's natural. It is natural, and I've shared this with you. It is natural to to second guess yourself. It's it natural is. to question. Well, am I doing it right? Or you know, what can I improve on? Those are human traits, and they're okay. Yeah, just keep going. Yeah, because I mean, even with uh, like me doing the investment thing, and like when I first brought it to you guys, like lay mm-hmm. out, you know investing 101 you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then talking about stock markets talk about trading stocks talk about options trading mm-hmm. um i still left that 
thinking like, did I do enough? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I didn't want to try to, over, you know, give information overload, which mm-hmm. can be very stifling in mm-hmm. itself. I wanted to, you know, give good quality information, but do a lot of seed planning, give a lot of roadmaps to like, mm-hmm. okay, oh, it's just one solid roadmap to like, hey, this is where you guys should start. Right. And that was a big jump for me. But then I've also been taxed by uh, my daughter's mom. Just Like, she's been putting on me to say, hey, you need to make a video course. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. And I'm like. And, uh, and, and that's dope, I, I kept saying, I'm that's just like, I don't know. I don't know. But, but she's also an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. building up her building up her business right now. So, you know, I'm we we're gonna wait for her to actually make her debut. Right, absolutely. Um, yep. But and, and I think that's that fuel, man. Yeah. Um and 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 that's and that's another thing that just we gotta say. Be around people that influence the positive aspects of, of where you wanna go. Right. You know, you gotta stay connected, you gotta stay plugged in to the source. And that source is people that are like minded that will motivate you to continue to push yourself yeah yeah and 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 i think that some of the values that i've learned over time is like one you need a thinker talker and doer you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you can become all three but you mm-hmm. may you have to realize where mm. you have to brush up on that skill right but it's right. like you need somebody that can think that can come up with the idea somebody who can talk as far as your marketing you need somebody who can do and it's like you it's like that's the ex- that's the execution mm-hmm. that's the execution you mm-hmm. know whatever mm-hmm. absolutely no <laughs> and, yeah you're 100 right and and you know the like even when we talk, when we talk about like the you know you bringing us into the business or you mm-hmm. know mainly me but you know it's mm-hmm. been brought to others right um within our circle or me bringing the investments into y'all's life mm-hmm. it's like you know doing things alone is 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 a terrible idea like even with my right. investments I'm a part of another community you know what I'm saying right. we created a separate community mm-hmm. within just our circle and so just understand that like going about it alone slows you down because three minds can do three times more if not. 12 times more right. than what one mind can do because right. not only are you having what people doing their own mm-hmm. research, their own, they have their own ideas, you're inspiring each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I feel like there's no bad idea because, like, what I can say, like, how we have these conversations, like, I can say one thing that inspires you to think of something else, mm-hmm. and then you say something that inspires me and something I wasn't even thinking about, right. but we're building off of each other. You know yeah, what I mean? Iron sharpens iron, man. Iron sharpens yeah. iron. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you that's know. Just, that's just what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess to answer that question too, like a- along with you know the rich dad poor dad, or just being the example for my kids. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, what, what's your plan? It's really trying, really driving in the human factors. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I'm big on that. Like you know, because for me, like spirituality is supreme. Like nothing mm-hmm. matters before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so dialing, like what is like a deriv, like a direct derivative of that is just mm-hmm. learning what it means to be human, what it means to be me, you know what mm, I'm saying? Mm, and seeing me mm-hmm. and everybody else. So that's why, like, certain things like money or politics or religions or uh, material things or just, like, whatever else, like, that stuff doesn't matter to me that much. Like, right. it really doesn't. Jobs right. don't matter to me that much. Like, of course, you know, or, like, sex, whatever else. Like, that stuff, it matters, but it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I get where it matters and how it matters to right. enough of us, but it doesn't matter but so much to me. Gotcha. So I want to teach or oh, I'm going to teach my kids how to just be the right type of person first. Because I feel like once you've accomplished the human factor, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Once you've made those achievements within that, mm-hmm. it bleeds into everything. It permeates into everything else that you do. Like right. when I, like when, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but still relevant. When I was having my son, I was, I like, I wanted to have a daughter cause I had at least been around to see my, my sister being raised. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. my sister was eight years apart. So I was a little bit more comfortable with that. I was comfortable with women. I didn't mm-hmm. have a dad in my life. I didn't have a consistent and favorable or positive male role model mm-hmm. either. So it was like 
I had no idea how to raise a boy, because, uh, raise a boy to be a man. Come like shit, I'm still learning. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Granted, your twenties are still life is still full of learning, but it's like I don't know. I just kind of learned things along the way. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sought out information. But then at some point, I realized I don't need to know how to turn a boy into a man. I just need to be just better myself. Right. Just be and, the man. And, and once I better myself in every way that I know, mm. as far as the human, right. it'll bleed off into me being a better father. It'll That's bleed deep. off into me being a better investor. It'll be yeah. bleed off into me being a better friend, spouse, whatever else that is important. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just remove the identities and just say, okay, how can I be better? You know what I'm saying? Just right. looking at the I am this, I am this, I am that. Right. And having that positive talk with yourself and being real with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's what is going to be like primary yeah that's that's definitely i don't want to spoil that as rich kids you know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know right you you got that entitlement issue you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, uh, yeah i'm entitled yeah. to this and so yeah you want to uh take a break yeah man let's let's grab one let's All grab right. one let's this, on. this this light over here is bright as crap <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the new wave real talk podcast um so let's go on hop into this next is topic. that what i do or something no, do, you feel, do just, you feel like that's what i be doing well actually i think yours is more like all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the New Wave Real Talk podcast. I'm your host, Raymond. <laughs> I think and you're that's listening to New Wave Real Talk. And, and you're listening to New Wave Real Talk podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just having fun with it, though. That's yeah. really it. You yeah, know what Friday I mean? night chilling, man. Right, and, right, and right. That's what it's all about. Okay, so uh, so what is next? Let, let's, let's hop to the next topic, right? So hindsight, right? Ugh. A lot of times we hindsight. say, you know what I mean, if I knew then what I know now. Right. Then my life would be, be so much different. Shoulda, woulda, couldas. Shoulda, woulda, couldas, man. Yeah, I think um, basically for me, my feelings on you know what I know now versus what I uh, what I what I know now versus what I knew then, right? Or if you knew what you know now, then there you go. Help me out. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think I would have not stressed as much. Yeah. I think I would have been a lot more free thinking. Yeah. Um. Uh, and a lot more, um. Kind of expecting, like, it, like a natural evolution of it, versus mm-hmm. worrying about, okay, man, how I'm gonna pay this, or how I'm gonna do this, how I'm gonna do this. Right. When you're able to just sit back and know that it is all obtainable, only thing right. you gotta do is just see the opportunities, right. And and seize on those opportunities, yeah. and just do that over and over and over again. You're good. Like if I would have known that, my 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 youth, uh. Growing up into adulthood would have been a lot easier, and I think uh, for me, truly though, my credit would have been like better. <laughs> that part, <laughs> right? My credit that would part. not. My my credit would have been one of those things that like truly, and this is outside, and, and and this ties into entrepreneurship too, because most of your entrepreneurs have the worst credit in the world. Yeah, like because. The management, at least the new beginners of entrepreneurs, right? After you've been in the game and you've beat the odds at five years and six years and seven years of being an entrepreneur, you start to balance your focus away from, you know, building your business. Right. And now you're actually um, like managing. It or managing. Yeah, it, right? refining, managing, and making it better, scaling up. You're you're in right. those um, aspects of your of your phase of uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 mine. What's yours? Uh, I would say because I'm a person that believes that my like I'm okay with who I am now mm-hmm. because of and I and I like where I'm going so I feel like the past is what helped me to get there. Mm-hmm. I would say the only thing I would change about it if I could would be just understanding 
that sureness within myself. You know what I'm mm. saying? Understanding, because I've always been a thinker and a reflective person, even as a child. You know what I mean? And it's, mm-hmm. and it's something that, you know, asking those big questions drove, it, it fueled, like, the anxiety issues I used to have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I was having panic attacks and whatnot. However, uh, as I progressed into my adulthood and just continued to learn and just research things, just find, you know, just kind of fine-tune my vision towards that internal growth. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I realized that's the only thing I could have given myself back then that I think would have given me the right type of change. I wouldn't mm-hmm. change, oh, I wish I would have had kids later or da 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 It's like, fuck all that. Mm-hmm. Like, just be more sure of yourself. Understand realization and actualization. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how you create anything in life. Like, that, like that's the change between, that's the difference between understanding the value of time versus, you know, mm-hmm. asking somebody else mm-hmm. how much your time is worth. Because mm-hmm. when you're working with somebody else, they're telling you, like, yeah, your, your, an hour of your time is worth $20. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. worth $8, $10. Regardless mm-hmm. of what the fuck you got going on, they're right. telling you what you're worth. They're you know what I'm saying? To them. Want. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, if I matter enough to me, then I need to be just, you know, finding that sureness within myself, that, that boldness to say, like, all right, look, I have good ideas, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? I have the resources as well. I might not have as much, but I have something. Right. Um, how do you feel about the time that that you, like, went through working for the man versus um, now? Like, how, what do you, what do you, how do you summarize that time? If you had to use one word to explain how you use that time, what would that one word be? I would say when it was, like, if I had to compare working for the man versus working for myself. Mm-hmm. Or that, that, no, that or, period of time. Or that period of time with, of me working for the man. Right. It was wasteful. Wasteful. I would say yeah. I, mostly wasteful mm-hmm. because there were things I still learned, you mm-hmm. know. Right. Right. They might have been direct lessons that the company was trying to teach me, but it's like I learned that whether it was the military or mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. other job that I'm, that, I, that I'm leaving now. Mm-hmm. Um, I value me more than anybody else will. Nobody right. else is going to give me what I feel like I deserve. You know what right. I'm saying? I have, to see, I have to see my dream through. Right. And um, knowing that I devoted so many hours mm-hmm. to something that I can't give my children other than maybe some food for the time being. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, there's nothing that I can accomplish <laughs> right, at this the, job. Right, the that tangibles. Will, that, 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 exactly, the tangibles that I can – there's none of that that I can give to my son or daughter. Mm-hmm. None of it. So mm-hmm. understanding that I need to build something that I can pass on to them, mm-hmm. that, that, was, that was it. Like, some people – you know what I'm saying? They just devote so they devote hours after hours. They devote the overtime and they pride themselves on, man, shit, I don't work sixty hours a week. Mm-hmm. I work eighty hours a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's cool and all, but shit, how much of that time did you enjoy? How much of that time you spending with your kids? Right. Cause when you getting home, you want to veg out. Like your peace should not come from the drive between home and work or, mm-hmm. or the other way around. And even that can oftentimes not be peaceful because of traffic right. and assholes or whatever. <laughs> right, especially when we're living in Atlanta, yeah. Spe- Atlanta, yeah. New York, and L.A., and mm-hmm. Maryland, or mm-hmm. D.C., whatever. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But, um, tough, yeah, but yeah that, that that's really it, man, just knowing that, like, if I can dedicate 10 hours to somebody else's shit, I can dedicate 10 hours to my own shit. Right. And that and 10 hours that I'm devoting to what I'm doing is going to give me a limitless amount of payout compared to what it, like, because at the end of the day, the job I was working Mm-hmm. The cap out for what I'm doing mm-hmm. was set mm-hmm. until they right. gave me more. That was it. That was it. What I'm doing for yeah. me now, if Un- I uncapped. fuck around and make, yeah. uh, you know, 
hundred thousand dollars into ten thousand dollars, that's on me. Right. And it, and it could be whatever else. It could be ten thousand, one thousand turning to fifteen hundred, or one thousand turning to twenty two thousand. You know what right. I mean? But that's, the, 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 the potential, potential is, is limitless. There. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that that would be it for me. Yeah. So um. Yeah. You, you mentioned the scaling up thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that got me thinking about uh, just understanding the difference between. While they're both good, right? Mm-hmm. I understand the difference between like somebody creating a business, creating a system that works for them regardless of what they're doing, mm-hmm. versus somebody creating a job. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because yeah, self employment, being a, a a sole proprietor, you right? Know, like that's the you you have right. your business, yeah. But you're still if, if but if you stop turning the wheels, that momentum is gonna die out mm-hmm. pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, one hundred percent. So. What is what does that mean to you? You know, explain. You know, what I'm saying the difference because I feel like you've done a little bit of both, right? Right, right. So just yeah. explain like that difference for you, being you know. So for for me, um, I think I think being an entrepreneur, right? When you when you decide to become an entrepreneur, it is an exciting, um, it's it's an exciting time. You are stepping out on your own faith, under your own confidence, and carrying your own weight. I mean, that's just a matter of fact. Right. What you do, what you put in is what you get out when you're an entrepreneur. Right. So you have to understand that you don't start a business and hire people day one. Right. Typically, typically you don't. Okay. Uh, Just depending on your financial setup, it may be different. Um, And depending on what type of businesses you're uh, setting up. But I would say the majority of people, when they first start their own business, it's a very small operation. Right. It's a very small type of a service that they can either do themselves that they have experience in, or it will be leveraged, uh, leveraging a family member or somebody to help them, maybe a husband and wife team or something like that. That's typically the way it starts out. But the the other side is if you you know if you go out and get some capital, uh, some leverage uh, by a loan or a bank or something, then maybe you will come in the gate of hiring people. But mm-hmm. for me, my experience was so I started out as a real estate agent. Um, did that for three years, became a real estate broker, opened my own real estate company, right? I was my everything. Yeah. I was basically still yeah. an agent, but I was just the broker, right? Yeah. So that's, that yeah. was the mindset. So what I put in is what I put out. I had to go out and recruit agents. I had to go out and do deals. I had to show houses. I had to go to closings. So everything I still had to do myself, right? I was still in the trenches of the hustle. Uh, and I think that this is a very important conversation of choosing what type of business you're going to elect to open, Right, because right? some businesses you ju- it's just a matter of fact. So let's just look at an attorney for an example. Right, an attorney is somebody. Okay, let's just say if they are an um a, an attorney and they decide to open their own practice, uh-huh. they're everything. Yeah, they they can't. I mean, now they can. It's possible. This is what a lot of firms do. Then they'll uh they'll accept associates, right. and then they will work the hell out those associates so right. they can stay at home. Right. right, but typically you will be everything. Right, so um. And that's okay. My experience was I was everything, being a real estate broker, owning this company, doing everything. I got to a point um, probably about three years ago is when I hired my first um, employee. Um, Mm -hmm. And I decided to do a specialty. Uh, We didn't really cover this in the podcast, I think in the future of of entrepreneurship podcast, we'll probably cover the importance of specializing um, in something. uh, But other people will say, you know, generalizing is the best way to go, but it's up to you. So basically I was, uh, uh, I started my specialty in property management and with property management, it opened up an opportunity for me to 
uh, start to offload a lot of that responsibility. I, I hired a property manager. That property manager then start to take over a lot of the day-to-day operations when it came to the properties. So then that gave me freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little taste of that freedom, and and I was like, I'm hooked. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going yeah. to. <laughs> Likewise, right? right? Likewise. I'm not going to go to a business every day as the uh, employee. Yeah. But I'm just the owner, right? Because there is a mental. I mean, there that. That is a fact. You can be a business owner and just create a job for yourself. Yes. And it not be a sufficient, self-sufficient business. Right. Because if you're not there, the business is closed. Right. So it gave me a taste of having an operation where I could take a cruise for seven days. Right. Where money is still coming in and I'm still successful. So when you anybody that you ask and you tell them, hey, I want you to create a business. And I want you to hire somebody else to run that business, and you're going to make the same amount of money. Now, well, you'll make probably a little less because you got to pay the person. But right, if right. you make that person scale up to pay for themselves, you make the same amount of money, and you don't have to do anything but be the owner. Yep. Right? So that is where you get that taste, and that's where you're that, that's where you can really graduate to the next level, and you can start to scale up. Yeah. Because once you understand that concept of not trading that time, even as the person that owned the company, Right. You can sit at home in your pajamas and you still cashing checks. Yeah. Um, so that's how I got to that point. And then with the car business, it was the opposite. I pretty much went in under the pretense that I'm not running this business. Right. I'm owning it, but I'm not going to run this business totally. I opened my car lot um, and probably six months, not even six months, probably four months after I opened it. I had my first employee. Um and then and then I had two more other locations right, <laughs> and then right, I, and then, right. and then and then that talks about the aspect of getting out because you can scale up in a responsible way but you can also scale up in an irresponsible way right. where you get ahead of yourself and it goes for entrepreneurship and investing right right so you got to understand and find that comfort to where you can you can scale up but it but it don't uh, hinder you from that to maintain that success right. Right, because if you like, for my example, I had my first car lot in Mableton, right, mm-hmm. um, and then I went to Phoenix City, Alabama, which is where my current car lot is now, mm-hmm. uh, and then I had another lot in Enterprise. So I had three car lots, and guess how long I had been a dealer? Six months. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: when I and the reason I did that was because I was an entrepreneur. I saw the opportunity, and this right. was the opportunity. Hey, I buy. Uh, I take $10,000 and I buy eight cars. I take that eight cars and I do what you just talked about, compound. I take that eight cars and it graduates to 12 cars, mm-hmm. 15 cars, 20 cars. And that person that's working in there is going to be the person that's selling every every car. Yeah. Right? And so that was the concept. And it could have it, it, it worked fine. But I would have lost a lot of my what? Time. 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 And that Time. became my reason for closing the two lots. One lot was just bang out successful. Like I, the time that it took me to run that thing, I could pretty much sleep. Like I, I didn't have to do much there. And so I said, that is the golden child. Yeah. That one will remain. Yeah. <laughs> the other ones will be consolidated. And yeah. all of the effort now will go to Phoenix City. And yeah. and, 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 and that's where I am. Yeah. And, you know? and, and speaking of that, it's like, you know, I think what freedom looks like for me is when I can reduce 
the time. Because at the end of the day, it's like they all require time and work. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're not going to create a business. Is that You're not going to create a business and not put time in. It's impossible. So it's like you. there's work in that regards. But the thing is, you're working to reduce the amount of time you spend but increase the amount of money you make. Absolutely. It's like they literally they're literally happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like you said with the uh you know, just understanding that risk and understanding how to turn it in one one bit of money into another uh, sum of money or whatever or mm-hmm. like just knowing that like yeah, it, the same applies to the investment. It's like I have to gradually mm-hmm. build up to the amount of risk I'm willing to take. I have to gradually get to where I'm putting 10,000 down this week and I'm hoping to turn it into 20,000 by let's say some point midpoint next week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I can watch an investment lose $2,000 and I'm like, all right, I'm cool. Like I'm right. tripping. I ain't tripping two months ago. That, that was out of the question. Right. It's like, bro, like you would hit the which, panic button and everything. You man, like, and, and, and let's just speak on that. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I did not become, serious about investing and trading until uh probably mid to late april right um doing that just having where i devoted so much time to it Mm -hmm. it, you know i went i had ups and downs and something that i think we should speak on too is that like sometimes getting the gold too quick can give you a false sense of security Mm -hmm. a false sense of confidence Mm -hmm. because i had investments that made a little money I'm thinking mm-hmm. I know what the hell I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then it turned around and was a big bust. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There were mm-hmm. things that I, that I, there were times where I won, I profited out of luck. I just happened to have enough time before expiration on that contract that I bought to where like, I was like, fuck it. I'm already down this much. I'm going to just wait it out and see, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping to make money. I didn't panic sell. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, that, 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 that maturity with understanding, you know, okay, how much am I willing to do? Willing to risk? Not having that false sense of security, knowing that even when I'm making money, I seem to be refining my skill, refining my craft so that I know something else that I didn't know. I'm better at what I'm already doing, just whatever. Like, you have to be constantly innovating within your craft and receiving new ideas, whether it's from yourself or somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Because once you say, all right, this is just it, Mm -hmm. you you leave yourself subject to being washed out. You know what I'm saying? And... The competitors are thinking about the next step. They're looking at somebody who's already out there doing it, somebody who already invented the wheel and saying, okay, well, how can I make the wheel better? Right. We can't be the person that's just constantly just thinking, okay, let me reinvent, reinvent, reinvent. Like, okay, well, how can I innovate from what's already here Mm -hmm. while still maintaining certain fundamentals of what was already made? You know what I mean? Right, right. Keeping that essence. Keeping that essence there. You know what I mean? So so how much freedom do you want to attain within this lifetime? Oh, boy. If you had to say a a 24-hour day, Absolutely. Um, what is freedom going to look like to you? 24-hour day. I would love to get to a point where I'm working about I'm working about four hours a day, three mm-hmm. or four hours a day, checking in, reading reports, um, delegating and saying, hey, yeah, this is approved, this is blah, 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 right? That is my ultimate goal. Like, And, well, the ultimate goal really is to not have to do that three or four hours. It's really just yeah. whenever I want to. Yeah. I got, you know, I have the mansion, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have the gates and everything. They just pull up, Mr. Riley, this is what I need you to look at. And boom, I'm I'm in Cabo. Or I'm I'm in Turks and Caicos. I'm chilling. Yeah. Little Ethan yeah. running around, you know, looking like little Bubba. And right. you know what I mean? <laughs> just just straight chilling. Like, that is where I want to be. I like that. Yeah. And, and that's that's pretty similar for me. Um, If I can reduce it to less than four hours a day, then I will. Right. I mean, but that's also why I have such 
a liking towards investing because mm-hmm. it creates an opportunity where it's like, okay, I can just put the money here mm-hmm. and let it be made. Right. right? Let, let the money work for you. Because I'm like, money can work way harder than I ever will be able to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody is in college right now and they're devoting four years of their time for the possibility of getting a couple tens of thousands of dollars in, uh, right. every year. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And when 100%. you know that you can generate 10000 plus in a month, mm-hmm. you look at life a little bit different. It changes like, you. Like, like Jazz was saying, when she saw that she was making some serious money right. in college. Right. And typically, campus. you know, typically people's stories that are um, when you when you're when you got this entrepreneurship bug, the advice is never just quit your job. Right. It's right. never that. It's, it's never quit your job. It is you do it as a hobby as much as you can until you start to exceed what you make at your salary. Right. And now that's the confidence that you can build upon to say, hey, I, I know what I'm doing. You right. know, but and, but you're able to consistently do that for right. at minimum six months. Right. At minimum six months. I'm I'm a firm believer on anything you do and, and you want to take it serious, you got to give it at least six months before yeah. you can really step back and say it works or it doesn't. Yeah, because there's, 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 there's the, the quantity of time and the quality of time that you that you devote to that. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like, okay, I can just read a bunch of shit, listen to a bunch of videos. It's like, no. And now I'm a genius. Focus on <laughs> that one thing at a time, master it, mm-hmm. and then move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that that's really how it happens because there's nothing wrong with going to college. There's nothing wrong, like... However, I'm not pushing my kids to go to college. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm just not. But if they want to, it's like cool. Mm-hmm. Go about it in a means where you're not going into piles of debt, right? To, to you know get, get a this. job. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because you could have gone for a business loan. You could have built you some credit and gone for a line of credit, right? You know what I'm saying? To start your own business, just get you a little job somewhere and do that, and build your own shit. You can learn from the job that you're working, right? And see what. But my thing is like, as long as you're driven in a direction, then you can always change your course. Right. You can realize, like, okay, well, and, and I like to use my analogy of being out in, in sea. It's like if you have a boat that's just out in the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. with no direction in mind, just kind of letting the tides take them, mm-hmm. eventually they're going to run out of fuel. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to sink. They're going to run out of resources. But at least if I'm saying that I want to go from Georgia, the coast of Georgia, to Europe, I get to Europe and realize this ain't where it's at for me. I'm going to go to Africa. Or I'm going to go to South America, Australia, wherever else. Mm-hmm. Then... I can do that. I can sit. I can see. Okay, here I am in Europe. What can I get from this? Right. And how is it? And how am I going to get to the next destination? Right. And what did I learn along the way to Europe? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So having some kind of direction is always good. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, don't be a lost sheep out here. Right. Just, just drifting. Just drifting around. You know, just saying, well, I ain't trying to work for nobody. Okay, but mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong working and knowing that you don't work for nobody. Right. <laughs> just That's build it. your direction. You know what I'm saying? That's it. But um, do you have any final thoughts before we close this thing out, man? I'll tell you, my final thoughts is, I hope we have been, I hope I've anything I said have inspired somebody to, you know, take that leap, right, and just get started. Yeah, just get started, man. Right. That's it for me, man. Likewise, man. I mean, we're we gonna keep this thing right under two hours. Yeah. Longest so we're, podcast we're one ever. One hour, 59 minutes, and 54 seconds. So this is it. We appreciate y'all coming through. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. All right, man. Bye. Let me get us out of here. See y'all later.
Entertainment, and I'm the host of New Wave Real Talk. Thank you so much for watching the show today. Please go ahead and comment and subscribe if you're watching either on YouTube or Facebook. Comment. Let me know how you like today's show. Also, if you want to be a featured guest on the show, this is how you get in contact with me. Email newwaverealtalk at gmail.com. Let me know what you have to offer to the black community, and I will do my best to get back with you as it relates to when will be a good time for you to come on the podcast. So thank you all so much for the support, and I will see you next Friday, um, and we will do it again. We'll rock it out again. So thank you all for being here, and I'll see you on the next one. Peace.